0: Good morning, you're listening to The Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldseth.
0: It is Wednesday, June 17th, and we're going to (laughs) talk... We're talking hymns again today, but uh, we're going to take uh, hymns. Uh, we're we're going to talk about hymns around the world, which is kind of uh, exciting. Around the world with mm-hmm. hymns. I don't, I don't, is, is there a good name for this segment today?
1: <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to figure something out. <laughs> Hymnity around the world. I don't know.
0: There we go. Thanks to Concordia <laughs> University Wisconsin. Thanks for your support of the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
1: Live Uncommon.
0: Joining us today is Deaconess Sandra Ryan, Sacred Music Educator in Asia through LCMS Office of International Mission. Deaconess Ryan, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
2: Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Good to hear from you again.
0: It's uh, always good to chat with you and, and hear what's going on in in terms of Sacred Music Education and um, for learning more about uh, teaching hymnody and, and, and also um, learning about hymnody around the world how b- before we dig into hymnody though how are things in the rhine household
2: yeah. well a bit quiet way anyway, because you know we're doing this physically distancing thing along with everyone else in the world um, but i still have plenty of computer work to do my husband is a music professor and so he did teaching online so we've spent many hours sitting at home together in our own little computer worlds
1: how have things been uh, at church and in your community lately?
2: Um, we are uh, pretty far down the path in opening up with fewer restrictions in Indiana. For uh, our, for a time, we had 10-person services, and so Pastor and I kept very busy um, having enough 10-person services so that everyone could attend divine service. Um, each week. But now we, are in my church, we are back to a uh, full regular service, and we're very thankful for that.
1: Yeah, thanks be to God for that. So since yeah. since the last time we talked with you, some things have changed, uh, other than the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, some things for you have changed, uh, and you're now a called missionary. Uh, tell us about that and, and what your new title and role are.
2: Yeah, I am so thankful for this and excited to get on with it. For the past several years, my position has been called hymnal consultant, and I've been under the Office of International Mission, but I've been a contracted worker. So now I have been called to be a missionary. Um, It is called Sacred Music Educator in Asia. So I still get to do the same hymnal projects but I get to do much more than that. Um, I will be um, helping the people be able to really use these hymnals, um, guiding them in, in, in more liturgical and musical resources and um, teaching how to um, how to use all of those things that are in the hymnal. I'll be able to work with the people much more and, and I'm ex- so, so excited for that.
0: Hmm. And obviously, speaking in uh, in the future because we can't deploy just yet. Obviously, um, correct. What What are some things that you're doing now to prepare, and what are you able to do um, remotely uh, during this time?
2: I am in that first phase of mission work where I am um, building a support network. So um that looks different than normal too because normally that means traveling around this country giving presentations and developing a a network of support but i can't travel and i can't give presentations yet so i am connecting with people remotely as much as possible giving some presentations over zoom talking to people on the phone and through email um, and in the meantime, there is work that we could that I can do specifically with the Indonesian hymnal because it's at a point where there's a lot of kind of what I'd call grunt work on the computer. There's some things that just take many hours of sitting at the computer and slogging through. so I get to do those things. <laughs> They're not the most fun, but it's actually a good time to be to have to you know I just have to sit at the computer and do that work so I can do it
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are uh, where where will you be uh, working primarily uh, when you actually are able to um, deploy?
2: The the LCMS has um, an excellent facility in Taiwan, um, in Jiayi, Taiwan. We have a large building called the Luther Building, and that will be my home base when I am in Asia. Um, I'm not going to deploy. Permanently yet, um, I may in in the future. But for the, for right now, I am going to continue living in this country. But just go maybe three times a year and stay for a couple months at a time. So I maybe be about half the time over there. And Taiwan will be my home base, and I will travel around the Asian countries as as um, as there is there is need. Um, my husband is a few years away from retirement and so mm-hmm. we're, we're not ready to deploy quite yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you what are you most looking forward to though this this all sounds uh very exciting to be able to to have this this uh, all these opportunities now in front of you
2: oh yes uh i think i think really uh, when I'm working on a hymnal, like I said, I'm, I'm working mostly with the leaders of the church and I love doing that, but I would like to spend more time just working with the individual musicians who are, are doing their best to lead the their, their worship service in their local congregation and um, I, they, they need um, more More training and just how how do you play for a lutheran service it 's different than the entertainment style worship that you hear around you, Pentecostal and all of that kind of stuff and um, we would serve them well if we could just have time to work with them on that kind of thing or teaching them how a musician and a pastor can work together and what a hymn of the day is and how to use the lectionary and I'm really excited to to develop some resources that will help those people in their small local congregations.
0: So, obviously, the pandemic creates some challenges. What do you find most challenging in making this transition to serve as sacred music educator in Asia?
2: Uh, Patience has always been uh, a struggle for me. <laughs> I'm just anxious <laughs> to get busy on the work, and and I have to do a lot of sit and just wait, and you know do do what we can on the computer, but not actually go see people. And that that is you know literally the thing that is that is most frustrating. <laughs>
0: yeah, you've I so. It uh...
2: was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is certainly going to be uh, somewhat different, I, I'm sure, than much of the work that you've been doing with the translating. You've gotten to work with people in the past with the translating, but I'm sure that also means a lot of time uh, spent alone, um, just uh, over books and yes. pages and and uh, and lots of uh, music and, and words as well. Now getting to actually uh, work more face to face with people, I'm sure, is is exciting. But to, to have to wait, oh. <laughs> how, 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 how challenging, how frustrating, but well, I'm sure we're all in that position. Why is
2: uh, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Why, why is church music and the facilitating use of these hymnals so important for the, the church bodies that we're partnering with to do this?
2: We have, um, we have pastors in these places where I'm serving, and those pastors are serving, you know, they're called to preach God's Word and deliver the sacraments. Uh, the, a hymnal, an order of service, is the structure that facilitates them giving God's gifts. So when you've got the structure of the divine service and you can give that to the people, then then that allows the pastor uh, to deliver the gifts. He, he's got the absolution in the in the divine service and he's got the holy communion, and um, that's that's where we are as Christians. We it's our life is built. It's it's hidden in the forgiveness of sins, which comes through Holy Baptism and Holy Communion, and that hymnal really facilitates that life. So there is, in my opinion, once they have the Bible, the hymnal is second only to that in in um, um, serving them so that they can live in Christ as we do. It's how you get the Gospel out to them.
0: Mm-hmm in in some of the translation projects that you've worked on uh what are some hymns that that come to mind that really clearly well it, in English probably clearly communicate but uh, how do you, how do you make sure that you know tell us a little bit about that process of of that that translation making sure that clear message of of word and and you know supporting and lifting up the word in uh hymnody uh, I'm sure that's challenging in the the translation process and the the work that you'll be doing as a sacred music educator as well
2: yeah yeah it is and and it's uh one of one of the most important tasks is to find people who can translate um, really you know so as well as possible uh, translate those hymns so that they don't lose the theological meaning mm-hmm. and so that the words. Fit really well, flow really well with the tunes. Uh, in that, in that way, it the words stick with the people and drive that word deep into their hearts and souls and stay with them because the music is the memory device that holds those that holds keeps the words going through their minds. So we spend a lot of time and energy to find good translators and uh when i'm thinking about the hymns that i suggest that i give to the translators two that come to mind especially are uh, salvation unto us has come and do christians one and all rejoice Mm -hmm. Uh, i think either one of those tell the entire story of salvation they they lay out law and sin and Jesus coming to earth and dying on the cross, and that our forgiveness is through him, and our faith is in him, and good works flow out of that faith. You know, there, I think pastors could do those two, based on those two hymns, for many weeks, and um, and not run out of good material. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our guest today is Deacon Sondra Ryan, sacred music educator in Asia through the LCMS Office of International Mission. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. We'll be back with more in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Goldseth.
3: Listeners and supporters are talking about Worldwide KFUO.
1: We live in Accra, Ghana, West Africa. We listen to KFUO through the Internet. It's nice to listen to a church service going on here in the U.S., the music and the talk shows. It's been very uplifting, really encouraging. So thank you.
3: Bringing the word of Christ to listeners around the world. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. Worldwide KFUO.
1: Did you know that your individual retirement account may make the best gift to KFUO? The IRS now allows individuals 70 and a half or older to transfer their required minimum distribution directly to charity and avoid paying the associated income tax. These gifts can provide regular long-term resources to KFUO. If you have questions about making an IRA gift to KFUO, call me, Mary, at 314-996-1518. We'll send a representative out to help answer your questions and help you establish a legacy of giving to your favorite radio station, Worldwide KFUO.
0: Part of music's grace is that it can say and do at the same time. It can say we need help, and at the same time help us. It can sing about comfort while comforting us. And when it calls us to hope, it also gives hope. Experience
3: it on the next Sing for Joy. Sundays at noon on KFUO.
0: Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Colseth.
0: We're talking hymnody with Deaconess Sandra Ryan, sacred music educator in Asia through LCMS Office of International Mission. Um, obviously, not deployed yet at this time, but doing lots of preparation, uh, getting ready for uh, the work that she'll be doing in Asia, doing some preparation here. Uh, and you've done a lot of work already as a, a in the hymnal translation projects that you've been doing. Um, do you have any stories from the the church partners, the, the church bodies that we, we're partnering with or that you've worked with already?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so I have one story that I would love to tell you. And this one comes from Ethiopia, uh, where uh, we've fairly really recently finished their hymnal, their new, their new hymnal. Uh, It was dedicated in Reformation of 2019 uh, and that sort of completed my my work in Africa. One part of hymnal projects is always to make a recording of all of the new hymns and new new liturgy settings so that people can listen to them, to learn them, because once we've, you know, part, part of bringing them a new hymnal is bringing them the resources to be able to use it so we want to get a good recording done by local people Uh, and in Ethiopia we were having a difficult time finding uh, a recording studio that we could afford um, each recording studio wanted to charge a price per song. We had 26 new hymns plus parts of the liturgy, so it would have been like 30 was the number, and mm-hmm. it was going to be many, many hundreds of dollars U.S. to get these recorded, which we, we, we just couldn't afford that, um, so the Sagawan who was the, the chairman of the Hymnal Committee, Asked and asked, was looking all over. Finally, he found one radio station in Addis. uh, I mean, a TV station in Addis Ababa, and they were having trouble finding enough stuff to put on air. So they said, "Well, we'll make a deal with you. We will record everything you want for free if you give us the right to play those recordings anytime we want on air." (laughs) <laughs> um, and we we're just were like dumbfounded, like, um, yes, I think we would be okay with doing that. <laughs> and so that is where we had three Ethiopians singing, and the wife of, of, of one of the missionaries, Johanna Stinette, played the keyboard, did all the recording. And just last week, one day, Tsegawan sent me a little video clip from that TV station. They were playing a mighty fortress, and the TV station had decided to put scenery of mountains in the background. And then the the words were going across the screen, and it was it was just amazing. It man, praise God for that. <laughs> wow,
1: <laughs> that is that is incredible how all of that uh, worked together. Thanks be to God for that opportunity. Uh, how is is oh, that kind wow. of thing? Is that kind of thing common in Ethiopia to have to have a sacred music uh, in that kind of public space?
2: It, it is, but okay. I have never seen Lutheran hymns. Right, um, we see Pentecostal entertainment stuff going on mm-hmm. all of the time with the speakers mm-hmm. as loud as they go. Oh, so, right. <laughs> so this is just a delight, and then of course in that in that country, um, chanting over loudspeakers. Muslim and also mm-hmm. Ethiopian Orthodox is happening all the time. So there is mm-hmm. religious music in the air, literally in the air most of the time. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But now there's now there's Lutheran in that mix. That is that
2: is so yeah, great. That's right. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: <laughs> so uh, another exciting thing uh, that that we've had on on the coffee hour is the David's Harp uh, organization. That's just working to um, facilitate. Uh, music conservatories in congregations in, here in the States, uh, but uh, you mentioned that, uh, when we were talking earlier, bef- before we were on the air, that, uh, that you're able to actually work with this organization. Tell us how, how your work and how uh, David's Harp um, go hand in hand
2: Uh, I I am just so excited about the doors that are are being opened, or that I can see opening in the future with with this. Uh, I have been talking with David's Harp, with their board, and also with St. Paul's Music Conservatory in Council Bluffs, Iowa, where where this all started. And their goal is doing music missions through music and establishing music conservatories. where people can come and learn, learn music, and they learn hymnody, and they get catechized at the same time. And I, this is very much what I hope to do in my new call, but what I don't have is strategic planning and books and resources, and that's exactly what David's heart has and what they don't have are connections in foreign countries and that's what I have and I go over there so we are talking about how we can work together one um, small thing, well it's not a small thing, it's a big thing that we have already done um, I have been consulting some on a Spanish hymnal committee um, there's a Spanish hymnal that is getting close to completion that will serve countries in Central and South Africa or South America, excuse me and we're up to doing, one of the steps is doing this recording, and they've got plenty of people, but maybe the recording equipment uh, is, this recording studio is a problem. So now we're working out a plan where uh, one Argentinian man is gonna fly up to Council Bluffs and use the recording, equi- the recording studio that they have at St. Paul's, and at St. Paul's they have a pianist a guitarist, and they'll work together and help them get that recording made. So that's already a way that they can serve. And and, uh, David's Harp has just recently um, been granted RSO status. So they are saying to us, tell us how we can help in your mission. And we are going to find the ways to get grants. And we don't want to charge. You know, we'll take care of the money from this end of it with with donations, so that you missionaries can just do your work and not worry about how to raise money for whatever things we're doing for you. Hmm. So it is, it's, it's just like going to open doors everywhere.
0: Saint <laughs> Paul's. Music Conservatory and David's Harp are, are both great organizations that uh, are just wonderful to partner with for the sake of the gospel. I know that mm-hmm. uh, they want to use the gifts that God has given to bring the gospel to so many communities, and that's just uh, that, that's just delightful to hear that um, that you get to work together to to do that around the globe and to see that. I'm sure uh, working on hymnal translation and to see something, it's it's kind of like. Uh, developing theory and then seeing the practical application of that, in a sense, working on hymnal translations and being a part of hymnal translations and then seeing that uh, put into practice and being used um, is, I'm sure, just uh, very uh, encouraging.
2: It is. It is indeed. I've got this dream that Asia, somehow the Asian Lutheran churches could become known for their Lutheran music tradition. Um, there's, the pieces are there. It could, it could happen.
0: Mm-hmm. We have some. I, I know we have some hymns from Asia uh, in our current Lutheran service book. When you learn about um, a, a culture and and the the people of that culture and their music and and their hymnody, um, what what do you look for? What have you learned about hymnody in some of the cultures that you'll be serving in in Asia?
2: It, it's interesting to me uh, that. Hymnody, good hymnody, how how universal good hymn, Lutheran hymnody is. We I went into this thinking, well, we'll use a lot of their indigenous songs, and then we'll supplement those with some of the Lutheran hymns that they don't have. And there is often the indigenous by indigenous what that really is is hymns that previous missionaries have brought. Mm-hmm. So surprisingly we're not I don't um, run into songs so many songs that we would say we that we Americans would think of as traditional Indonesian sound but I but they have the Gerhardt hymns or maybe not always good hymns I mean, some some are good and some are bad but it's always hymns from missionaries so that they are actually Western hymns that they're already using, and we can just improve on that. And it tells me that we all live in a geographical culture, but the church's culture is also all over the world and belongs to all of us and transcends those geographical cultures. Mm
1: -hmm. What has been the response of of the people, now that now that several of these books have been published in the hands of people, uh, what is the response of the congregations when they're able to actually use these books?
2: One of the responses is that they are so proud of a beautiful book, because mm-hmm. many of these cultures don't have a lot of books, and so there there is a pride just in the actual physical look of the book, that it's something that they can take pride in. Um, it shows that their church is a legitimate official church because it's got its own hymnal. And, and, and then, um, they the other big thing is that they have never had a hymn book that has music notes in it. And that also just, um, they they take so much joy in that because now, if they learn to, maybe their children have learned to play an instrument, and they can figure out what the melody is, even if they mm-hmm. can't remember. They can look at those notes and figure out the melody and they think that is the most amazing thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, we have just about a, a minute left. Um, what's the outlook for moving forward in your work as Sacred Music Educator?
2: I have been hoping to make my next trip to Taiwan and Indonesia in October or November. The the Indonesian Hindu, we still hope to finish in 2021, Lord willing. Um, But it remains to be seen how, you know, if travel, if that kind of travel is possible at that point. If it's not, um, we will do what we can do with Zoom. And it's in the Lord's hands.
0: Is there a way we can follow um, your work and uh, the, the work of uh, Sacred Music Educator Deaconess Sandra Rine?
2: Yes. Um, if you go to scms.org and go to Missionaries, the, the, there's a information about me there. Um, SEMS.org slash Rine. Um, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter. Um, all I need is your email address. So if you go to that same place or go to sandra.rhine at lcms.org, you can let me know that way. Give me your email address, and I would be happy to add you to my newsletter list.
0: Very good. Deaconess Sandra Rhine, sacred music educator in Asia through LCMS Office of International Mission. Thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
2: Ah, thank you for having me. God's blessings to you.
0: I'm Andy Bates.
2: I'm Sarah Golseth.